Good morning. How are you doing today, doctor? I am doing amazing. How are you? I oh. heard you were in a flood. Oh, yeah. It's a little flash flood going on here in the south. You know how the south is. I mean, we get these big old bursts of water, and it's like, whoa. All right, well, we'll prepare for this one, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to tell you, as a mobile entertainer, hip-hop and the old school has has revitalized itself in ways that just blows yeah. me away right now. And But the problem is, though, is that when they're dancing and they're singing along, I don't think they know the story. And that's why this right here is, is it's so valuable to the future of music. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. I think that um, the fact that I get a chance to go into these iconic artists' homes and to literally get the backstory, the fact that I've been knowing half of these artists or most of these artists over three decades, um, I'm coming in as like a little sister, you know, um, or, or a sneaky Santa Claus to steal all of the items. <laughs> and you're getting the opportunity to do this at a time where we need it most because I mean as we age so do our hip hoppers and I mean we just lost DJ Casper with the cha-cha slide it's like my god I didn't I get to talk to him I know isn't that you know and, and, and we talk about that you know hip hop it, it, it our flash flood is the fact that you know before we recognize or get a chance to dig into them or even really acknowledge a lot of these artists, you know, um, going into these homes and talking to these iconic artists, it was almost like they were waiting on me mm-hmm. to tell their story. They were waiting on me to come to give something away. I mean, this the Universal Hip Hop Museum is so important to hip hop because, you know, a lot of artists haven't, you know, we've saved things that we thought we were going to need later in life, but, you know, um, we never thought that it would be highlighted because it was so taboo when we started. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, it was, especially here in the South. I remember the record stores, they said, no, we do not sell rap. We do not sell any of this, so don't come in here. And it was like, what? Come on, I need this for my dance floor. <laughs> One, one of the things that we've had to deal with, with with hip-hop and rap is that a lot of people don't know the story in the way of going, what what went into that song? They had to live the yeah. street in order to bring that story forward. And and so many people that are listening to the music today don't hear the lyrics. Yeah. And, and you know, it, and like we said, I, in an interview I did before, I talked about how, you know, given the artist the ability to change hip-hop was so restricted at one time mm-hmm. i mean you know you had you had so many people saying no that's gangster rap so a gangster rapper couldn't change his style right. he couldn't change his tone he couldn't change his image it was matter of fact so here you were uh, having a lot of artists who got into this industry because they were artists feeling like it was a, a conflict it was a conflict of character a contradiction of their character in order to switch it up so i think this journey that the audience would see and something that i learned along the way is you know the depression the lifestyle talking about health talking about family talking about individual songs and why this microphone was so important to coolio um you know and just the whole style itself what artists had to create something within a box um and hearing them talk about that and then you know like i said me walking away with the god yeah yeah <laughs> now do, do you deal with the with the fact that a lot of these hip-hop artists went on to to star on tv shows and in movies because so many of the fans know them for that and not their real true birth of art 
And, and, and that's what I love about hip hop treasures, because here you will see LL Cool J, where you've only known him for his television roles mm -hmm. or Queen Latifah for her television roles. And yet you don't know that these are iconic hip hop legends, trailblazers, might I say, who have done exceedingly over what they were expected to do for hip hop. Um, you know, the fact that I could rub shoulders with Shala Rock, one of the first, I'm from the West Coast, so, and I know East Coast claims <laughs> all of hip hop. However, um, you know, I looked up to her, the fact that I get a chance to really get a, a personal relationship with the Sugar Hill Gang and understand who they were and how impactful they were to hip hop and to actually know them. That's what I love about 50 years of hip hop. That's what I love about hip hop treasures yeah. because we don't get a chance to have this one-on-one -on -one with someone going inside of their living room because we didn't think it was gonna last either. Although we said, right. yes, hip hop is here to stay. We didn't know and we felt like we needed a permission to be, uh, to live out loud. Wow. You know, and what, what's really strange about, about the music of hip-hop, you can mix out of any song, but do not ever mix out of a, of a hip-hop song like Rapper's Delight, because the people on the floor will get so upset. Listen. Oh, my God. You bet. You better say you can't even radio does it all the time. They have this mix to get to the end. And we're like, we're still in the car singing the song. We're like, wait, what? Yep. Yep. They switched it over. That's not how it goes. You know, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Um, it, 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 it's such a treasure within itself. Yeah. Um, and I think that, um, this show, that's what the show is going to do. It's going to show the audience, whether they know hip hop or not, it's going to show them the journey behind a lot of these iconic artists. And it's about time. It's long yes. overdue. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that I'm seeing so many artists get stars on, on the Hollywood walk of fame. Mm -hmm. I mean, unthinkable unthinkable at my age never thought about it at my age one of the things that i'm hoping that people uh, get to understand as well is that there was a difference between east coast west coast and florida i've been with luther campbell but i'll tell you what i had one of the biggest shocks this past weekend uh we we were absolutely 100 percent into west coast uh early or old school and then all of a sudden he comes up and says hey man i want to hear some two live crew and the, the sound was so different i mean i mean yeah. I, I didn't know it until i mean because i always thought ah, it all sounds the same no it does not no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Luther Campbell and the two live crew came in the game and really changed it. I'll never forget. I was a young girl, first time going to, um, I was on promotional tour in Florida and getting ready to do my, you can't play with my yo-yo song. The crowd was hyped, you know, because they loved me from the West Coast. They mm -hmm. had accepted me. Um, and the crowd started saying, yo-yo, throw that pee, you know, the words. <laughs> yo, and I was like, hey, wait, hold up, hold up. I was like, wait, <laughs> listen, I didn't realize that that was a saying in in Florida. Like that was like a, uh, like a crowd slang a song that they would do when they were hyped and I stopped the music hold up hold up wait a minute uh, uh, that's not me I won't be doing that boo right off the stage <laughs> <laughs> you brought up Coolio a little bit earlier I always I always say that Florida could not have happened if it wasn't for Coolio first yes oh listen let me tell you the interview that I did with Coolio was so heartwarming I mean I've known Coolio forever First of all, we're both from the West Coast. I think we've toured together many times. Wow. 
the conversation that I had, Coolio, and the, to know that it was the last conversation that he he had done before his untimely death um, was so, so powerful. I cannot wait for the audience to see it. I have not seen the final cut of it, but I know the conversations in the car, searching to find these treasures, looking deep, digging deep for these artifacts, calling old friends. It was so powerful, him cooking in the kitchen and not uh, rinsing off his hands when he would go from one place to the other gave me a little chill to want to taste the food, however I did. Um, but <laughs> mm-hmm. the stories he gave in the kitchen of how he started to cook, talking about his depression, talking oh. about his mother who had passed away, I mean, was so powerful. And then, you know, certain things he didn't want to give me or, you know, to send back to the museum um, because, you know, he had promised it to his kids. and. Oh, just so deep, so deep. See, that's one of the things that we don't realize or get to see. I mean, MTV gives us the opportunity to, you know, love hip hop. But the thing is, is that that we don't get to see the family life, the, the, their true path in life. We always see the the victories, the home runs. But but that's why we need right. a show like this, so that so that we can hear. I want to hear them talk yes. about their life. Yes, and and that you do, and that you do on all. Um, facets of it. It, it, you really get a chance. Like I said, I feel like their little sister coming in who haven't seen them in a long time. And I get a chance to have a conversation. Where have you been? Mm -hmm. What have you been up to? And what we walk away with, the world will be surprised. And the things that we didn't find would be heartbreaking. Does it break your heart to see so many Tupac and and, and B.I.G., Notorious B.I.G. t-shirts out there and the people that are wearing them have no clue why they're even wearing it? Oh, I bought it over here at Target. It it feels good because, you know, um, it's not where you're from, it's where you're at. And a lot of people arrive later in life. And, you know, like I said, the fact that hip hop is this multi-billion dollar industry and that... Here we were, you know, just wanting our record played. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it, it's so, there, there's such a history there, and we rely on people like yourself uh, to, to, to bring it out for us because, I mean, it's, it's like, sure, we can go to Google all we want, we can go to YouTube, blah. We need the physical story of why things take yeah. place. And that's what you get. That's exactly, that is exactly what you get. But it gets deeper because Cypher Sound and I, we compete of who's going to take this job, who's going to go and look for them. And, you know, a lot of the ones that I know, I'm like, listen, I can go because they love me. You know, I know them, you know, and some of the times, you know, some artists want you to have all of the the historical facts, something I don't have. It's like a brother and sister. It's like asking me, who did my brother date in third grade? I have no idea, you know, but Cypher Sounds, he's he's a historian of hip hop. Um, You know, he worked with with, with little Kim. So he's able to go to Fat Joe and and Biggie's family and talk that talk. You know, and he understands and he knows exactly what strings to pull to get them to hand over the goods. And in that process, the stories behind it, like I said, it's it's just remarkable to hear. Wow. You bring up names here. Right away, my mind is going back in history. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, what does Eminem get a part in this show as well? You know what? We, we, we have to selection off the hip hop artists. I think if when we do uh, hip hop treasures, too. I think that Eminem definitely would be in the building. Um, He's such an iconic 
hip hop artists really changed the game, came in with this, you know, with this mad face um, that, listen, I am hip hop, you have to accept me. And and this is where we are. I definitely want to see some of his memorabilia. I don't think we yeah. got him on this run. Um, however, definitely the ones that we did dig deep into, they have really laid some foundations. You know, as as a creative person, hip hop has taken over every genre of sound. We heard it in 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 uh, in, in in Kid Rock, and, and and we, I mean, we. The thing is, is that we also heard it in country music. I mean, look at how it and, has. And you affected- know what's so funny? I, I toured with Kid Rock. Oh, Kid Rock was on tour me? with. Oh my! God. I toured with Kid Rock. Kid Rock was on tour with Too Short back in the early nineties, nineteen ninety, nineteen ninety one. And Kid Rock did hip hop. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we were on the road together when he became this big rock and roll superstar. I felt like that was my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was so almost proud. it was almost like sampling is over. Let's do it for real. I mean, that that's the thing. And, and I, because you know, I, first of all, I'm not I'm not against sampling, but but wow, talk about another invitation to get back into an area of music. There was so much sampling going on, it took us back. Well, you know that because that's what hip hop was. Yeah. Hip hop was taking these beats and and rhyming over the instrumental, and that's where the layers of hip hop came because someone understood, you know, we need two turntables and not one turntable. <laughs> someone understood that instead of just rhyming over these beats, because what we've learned in hip hop is that you know, out with the old and in with the new, and so a lot of these. Um, these R&B artists, rock star artists, they said, hey, listen, I don't mind you taking my music and making yeah. making it over because what you're doing is you're recreating a, a, a fire that has been put out for the last 15, 20 years. So in a lot of ways, we helped a lot of artists. Um, Charlie Wilson embraced it very well. Um, um, uh, the dog catcher, uh, George Clinton, embracing yes, very yes, well. Yes, yes. And, 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 and the, the Ohio players, they saw a lot of success from that. Mm-hmm, hmm Oh, my God. I mean, to, to put a show like this together, what, what really did it take? Because this is not something that happened overnight. This had to have been months and possibly years to put into the making. You know, it, it, took, it took leaders like LL Cool J. It took leaders like um, Ice-T. And it took leaders you know, like A and E to to back it, to say, hey, listen, um, hip hop is important. We love it. And we're ready to tell the story. We're ready to, you know, the the building of the museum, which is so important. Yes. And we see it a lot. You know, R&B has a lot of museums, black museums, but we don't really have a hip hop museum. And to see that it didn't come from someone else outside of the industry, but it came within the industry makes it that much more important because we talk about owning our own. We talk about um, policing our own music. We talk about all of these things, but we're actually doing it. And so the power behind that is why the stories are so impactful. See, I love that in your heart. And the reason being is because we live in such a woke generation right now where everybody's trying to rewrite history. And it's like, don't rewrite this story. It has to be exactly the way that we all lived it. 
Yeah, and, and then they want to tell their stories. I mean, you know, I heard LL Cool J say one time, he and I were in a conversation, he said, yeah, we don't have to ask for permission. And just to hear him say that when I've looked up to him my entire career, but to say, wow, you thought that too? You know, so these conversations, are they go just like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to hear him say that. You know, it sparked something in me like, wow, here I was thinking the pe- I was a peasant on the totem pole and and you felt like that, too. Yeah. You had to ask for permission to be you, to live out loud, to express yourself, you know, and that's what I love about this new generation of hip hop, because we have literally broke down every tree in our path to pave the way for this um, confident generation that you see today. God, I was in a conversation just the other day with, with a, it, was, it must have been three or four different generations, and we were talking about who is hip-hop today versus who is not. And, and, and you know, Miss um, Stallion is is definitely well-respected, where Nicki Minaj is not. I, I don't understand it. I mean, it's, I don't, it's, it's almost like, don't draw the lines, man. Just enjoy the sound. You, you know, I, and, and I hate that for Nikki. Um, you know, my, my my house is barbs. I'm 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 a barb by by fault. Um, and but I love Nikki. Um, but I never was really a barb. But my daughter really introduced this new generation to me. I have a 29 and a 19 year old, and really introduced this generation to me. I think because hip hop wanted to always be respected. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of our things. You know, you have to respect hip hop, and you have to respect those that have come before you. And it was very difficult when young artists came into the game. They didn't want to pay homage yeah. to those who have paved the way. And it, it, it was it, she was looked at as very disrespectful. However, now, you know, I I watch, you know, I see her talk about, you know, she's not getting the respect that she deserves because Nikki has really done some amazing things. She held it down for a lot of artists for a long time. She held it down for females for a long time. And when they don't give her the recognition, I feel some type of way because we cannot separate artists. We just have to continue to teach them and the history of hip hop, hip hop treasures and those being able to understand the history will help that journey. You know, I, I, I'm going to be a grown man that's going to turn into a crybaby because the moment you bring up a Dr. Dre or even Jay-Z, I'm going to go, oh, my God, I lived it. I, I, you know, I only look like I'm old in the mirror, but in my heart, I'm still just a kid. Listen, Dr. Dre, oh, my God, you're absolutely right. I'm so such an icon in my eyes. Um, really, really, really a frontier of hip hop, especially on the West Coast. Um, and now Universal, but to get a beat from Dr. Dre, to hear his story, the journey that he took, oh my Jesus, Lord have mercy. See, this is every reason why we've got to watch this on A&E, and I'm so happy that you're a part of this. Thank you. I am too. Thank you so much. Please come back to this show anytime in the future, because if we if we stop talking about hip-hop, it's going to be forgotten. We've got to keep it in the conversation. I agree. Oh, man. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. Make sure you watch Hip Hop Treasures every Saturday, 10, 9 Central, and and get to witness some realness in hip hop. I love it. Witness it. Oh, my God. That's a good word. That's a good word. You be brilliant. (laughs) 